All right, talk again, Luke. Well, we're going to record your reaction when we spoil it for you. Welcome to the lineup of Luke and Pablo. I am Pablo. And I'm Luke. And we've been gone. It's safe to yeah. say. And You guys start every episode off like, oh, we've been gone. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. We've been busy. Like, yeah. Every three months you do an episode. Shut up. We have not even introduced off. you yet, so <laughs> stop. Anyways, we're, yeah, we're here with Justin. You are here indeed. You are with me, but apparently you can't even see me, so that's really annoying. Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, Luke, you've been coaching basketball. Yep, coaching basketball. And you coach football this year as well. Yeah, so it's been really busy. I haven't really had much time. That's insane. For activities, so. Yeah, no kidding. I've, I've just been sick. I'm sick right now. My kids, my daughter just like, she keeps grabbing my face. And like whenever I'm sleeping and she'll just like, oh, drop the call. But she grabs my face and she like, at night when she comes into our room and forces me to face her when she's sleeping so that she oh. breathes right on me. Perfect. And if I like try and flip over something, she will grab me and like will not she let me get caught. you? Yeah, she'll climb over top of me or something. Oh my gosh. That Lenny, I swear. Yeah, no, she's funny. Um, but yeah, in the time that we've been gone, Justin got married. We went to Universal Studios. It's real no oh. I was like, it's really been that long, but you did the Universal episode. We did, yeah, we did the Universal episode. Yeah, we but, did. But that counts. Yeah, it counts. I guess. I, I released it as a bonus episode, even though. Oh, so it doesn't um, count. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's not canon, but it's also highly unnecessary. But, man, tonight is interesting. Um, we are talking about our top 10 of the 2010s. But uh, Luke had this, in his infinite wisdom, um, decided, hey... We should do one film from every year, which I think is good because it kind of forces us to make difficult yeah. decisions. And well, yeah, either way, you're gonna have to leave something out. So it's like you might as well do it in a more, I don't know, I don't want to say organized way, but it might help the conversation to like go I, chronologically. I just really feel like if we did a top twenty, nobody would listen. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And then uh, invited Justin here because he's the greatest film critic we know, personally. Thanks. That's really nice. Well, I don't know if it's saying much. Cause... I, I don't know. I will say, I, I do have, I, I haven't updated it in a while, but my, my film reviews on Letterboxd are really good. Like, I spent a lot of time on those. Well, at the end of the show, we will get to your Letterboxd for sure. Uh, Justin uh, is a... Uh, notorious hater of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's true. One of his favorite directors, like his top two directors of all time, Martin Scorsese, yes. hates the Marvel Universe. Yes. It is not cinema, according to him. I think that's hilarious. So that's why we had to have you on, because we know you're not going to choose a single Marvel movie. There will be nothing Marvel-related on on any of my lists whatsoever. <laughs> Ever. Well, wait a second, wait a second. I do have one Marvel film that's way down the list on one of my years, but that's it. All right, that's fair. Well, today we're just going to do part um, one of this. We're going to go the years 2010 to 2016. Because, Justin, you've got to get going to Star Wars. I do. I have to go see that. And what are you drinking right now? Oh, is it time for Nog Talk 2019? <laughs> yeah, we should do a podcast <laughs> about Nog. Nog Talk, dude. I could totally do a whole episode about Nog Talk. I was joking with Ali before I came here. Like This potentially could be the only time... I ever get drunk because I don't necessarily like drinking that much. I really actually don't <laughs> like it at all, but it's eggnog. And yeah, given there's not, it, there can't be that much e like alcohol in this eggnog, but at the same time, like it's eggnog and I could drink a whole gallon of this. But anyways, this What's kinda, the bottle say? What's the percentage? Oh, let's, I was just about to look at 14.75. So I guess I could, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty solid. <laughs> You might want Allie to drive you to the theater. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But okay, can I? I, I just need to talk through this eggnog because, like, honestly, this seems sketchy. So first off, it just this whole room smells like straight up like 
like <laughs> alcoholic, cleaning alcoholic. I'm smelling this. I barely smell the eggnog, first of all. Second thing is, like, I don't, I haven't drinking any eggnog that's like uh, spiked before, but from my knowledge, it's usually like a bourbon, right? That's in it or something like that. Brandy, typically. Rum, brandy, and blended whiskey. Oh, very good. Oh. So I don't know. That kind of makes me feel weird. Um, it's Dude, pirates drink rum. It's I know, and I like rum. Like that's I would say the only thing that I've ever had that I've been like, this is good. And like, you like pirates? Good. And I like pirates. Um, so I'm about to try this. I don't know. I could either drink this whole bottle or I could spit it out after this first drink. I have water right next to me. I have this is kind of my situation going on right now. So I've got the water in my left hand and the eggnog in my right hand. So it's on hand in case I need to get rid of it right away. So let's do this. All right, let's see. You can't you can't judge it by the first sip. You have to take one more just to make oh sure. Oh my god. Okay, can I just express to you guys what just happened right now in my mouth? Sure. <laughs> first off, the eggnog the eggnog came second. Like I definitely just tasted the alcohol first, which was definitely the opposite of what I was expecting. And it just felt like fire. Um but I will do that one more time. Oh. Is it pretty potent? Oh, it is strong. Like, oh my god. What is wrong? <laughs> the second drink was much better than the first. I'll this try you're just going to keep drinking it now. This is what you have to do. Oh my god. So I think what we'll do is let's present our number one movie, and then maybe at the end, the end of all three of us, then we'll go over honorable mentions and whatnot. Oh, you still doing it? I'm trying. Is that I'm three trying. Or four sips. <laughs> nobody. I feel like nobody's making you do this. Yeah. He just wants to like it so bad. He's like, I want to be cool. I really do, because I really like eggnog. And when I went to Jamaica, I had a bunch of rum there, and I got like coffee rum. And it was so good. Like, that was, like, my the most favorite thing I've ever drank in my entire life. It was so sweet. It was so delicious. And I really want this to be that experience. But I'm feeling like I want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just let's go with your top film from 2010. And we'll save honorable mentions for the end of the round. Okay. So my number one film of 2010 was Inception. Heck, yeah. Uh, the rest of the... That was actually a pretty good year. Um... There's a lot of good films in that list. That was that was one that was really hard to nail down to five, but my number one is Inception, and I, it, it was a great movie. Okay, so do you feel like it's it, is it your favorite movie of 2010? Mm. Do you think it's the best movie? Like which which one? I definitely feel like it's both. My number two film is also really really good, but I haven't wanted to watch it as many times as I've wanted to watch Inception. I yeah, I went kind of back and forth on that. I Inception was like the first thing that came to mind. And pro- it's the one that I've seen, actually the one I've seen almost the most. But the problem with Inception for me is like I watched it so much that it kind of got annoying. Like I just sure. got like people would get together. It's like, oh, let's watch Inception. And it was like just too much over and over. But I, so I would say that's the best. Um, but ultimately what I chose was uh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, right. yeah. so that was like that's a good movie. That's a yeah. really good movie. And so it's kind of funny is I just watched this. It might be like recency bias, but I just watched it for the first time within like the last year or so. Oh wow. And awesome. I was like, how have I never seen this? This is like the coolest movie ever. It's the most bizarre movie ever. Like I remember yeah. the first time I saw it, I couldn't even handle it cuz it was too weird. But yeah. I, I it it's a, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it yeah. is really good. I think we talked about it during our tagline episode. And yeah. so you've clearly seen it in between then right. and now. Sure, yeah. That's awesome. I think Edgar Wright, he's amazing. And probably, I don't know how he can could not end up on our top like 10 filmmakers of all time list. You know? Like our, our, our personal ones. I personally probably would have left him off my top 10, but maybe he's like number 11 or 12 for sure. 
Oh, seriously? Because I think, like, the older his movies get, they age pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, all his movies, not Paul, but all his other movies are pretty they are pretty good and are all rewatchable. I don't think he directed that one, though. Uh, I, I don't know. Did he? I can't remember. I, I did know. watch, a, a like, a YouTube video after I finished the movie about how they edited and did some of the shots, and that was really interesting. It's yeah, like all the he... like they switch they transition from shot to shot. It's like really, it's like part of the movie. Yeah, like the way that like, well, the way that Edgar Wright cuts his movies, and I actually don't know who his editor is. Mm-hmm. Like, but, the, but that's part of the charm of his films. Yeah, which mm-hmm. um, I did not feel in his most recent film, but still loved. So well, that movie might come up later. Who knows? Um, my number one for 2010 is Inception as well. And I, I thought you were going to go for Inception. I, Luke, I, I really did. I, I wanted to, but then I didn't want to. Uh, I understand. I Would it? Well, we'll talk about it in the second episode if it'll make your... Maybe it was because like, if I were to watch one right now, I would choose Scott Pilgrim. So that's, I, that's probably why I chose that. It's not a bad reason to go with that over Inception. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Scott Pilgrim did not make my top five of the of the year. However, it was really hard not to fit on the list. Yeah, it's I don't know. I I feel like if you were again, we'll talk about this on the second episode. But I feel like Inception is the greatest movie of the decade, and it's a toss up between a couple movies. Now, uh, the reason why Inception is so special is because people still can't agree on it. To this day, it changed things. We've talked about it in previous episodes, how it changed the way that trailers are made. Yeah, um, I don't particularly love the score. Yeah, you, you've always had a problem with the score, and it's the, his most minimalist for sure. So I, it is. I can see yeah. why you wouldn't love it, but I think it's still pretty good. Like that guitar part that continuously plays throughout the film, I think is something that does stick with me. So I would disagree with you, but I can appreciate your opinion. Well, and I think it's good. The guitars are great. Johnny Marr played guitars for it, so I think that's... That's really special in and of itself, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't get into that part. But I'm just so thankful that even though there's so many Inception memes, the film itself has not been turned into a meme, and it's yeah. still something that we're studying to this day. Of mm-hmm. like, wow, a movie about movies. You know what? A, yeah. What a great twist ending that we're all still angry about. Mm-hmm. Can I give you some Johnny Marr trivia that I just learned about this last year? Oh, please. He was the lead guitar player on um, We Were Dead Before We Left the Shore by Modest Mouse. Are you serious? Yes. He was technically a full-fledged member of the band throughout that recording and their first tour after they recorded the album. I had no idea. Huh. Yeah. He left like almost right away, but through that album recording process and like that one tour, he was technically their lead guitar player. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah, like a weird dude, twenty years older than the rest of the band. <laughs> Prolific guitar player. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. All right. So, um, any honorable mentions from two thousand ten? Yeah, the other one I almost chose was Shutter Island. Shutter Island's great. Yes, that was also in mine. I definitely feel like that whole year has a certain style to it. Um, the town, Shutter Island, and Inception um, are all just kind of a similar vibe type movie. Um, and I think that that's like kind of cool how they all just kind of fit together. Right. In the, uh, in making the original top 10 list of my top 10 of the decade, I had both inception and the town on the list. And so uh, actually I'm really glad we're doing this format. Cause I was like, oh, I can't have two from the same yeah. year. Can I, is that cheating? Um, I love the town. Um, one film that we all left off that I think people and listeners will probably complain about and gripe about the most is the social network. Oh yeah, for sure, and it's a it's a great movie. Um, I've had a couple people reach out to me and say, "Oh no, that's the best movie of the decade." Yeah, and it's good, but I don't know. I I wouldn't agree with that. I I didn't even think about adding it to my list when I was coming up with my fi- favorite five movies of the year. It was nowhere near my tops. So I don't agree with that. It's a good movie, but it's not great. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like we have to at least like give it mad props. Yeah. The one I've seen the most is probably Book of Eli. Oh really? Mm. Because that's one of those ones that's like, they show it on cable. And it's like, oh, I'll watch Book of Eli. It's like, oh, this is a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, my number two, I'll just say it, was The King's Speech. Um, I know that movie gets like a lot of crap for being like, oh, it was an Oscar play movie that wasn't very good. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it, actually. 
I still haven't seen it, only because Inception lost Best Picture to it. Yeah, it's my number two. It's my number two for sure. Uh, that's cool, though. Well, let's start talking about 2011. This is a hard year. 2011 was the worst year of the decade, I will say. Yeah. Um, in any other year, my number one film wouldn't have been in my number one spot. It, and it, it honestly might not have made my top five anywhere else. Do you want me to say it? I would love for you to say it. Oh, uh, my top movie of 2011 is Bridesmaids. Heck yeah. Bridesmaids. Um, I love that movie. But do I like I would I would never ever put another comedy in any top list whatsoever really because I don't love comedies. Um, this is a good comedy, but it was just surprising that it ended up being my number one just because the year was so weak. It's elevated comedy, bro. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's such an iconic film because like the careers of everyone involved in that film have nowhere to go but down from here. Yeah, that mm-hmm. movie really was lightning in a bottle. And they're, I feel like they're trying to replicate that success, especially in the like, chase after it. Paul Feig definitely is. And I don't think he's a bad filmmaker by any means. It's just there was something so special about that particular cast, about that crew that was working on it together. Mm-hmm. And just in the time that it came out. Yeah, I feel like we Wasn't could... it kind of like in reaction to The Hangover, sort of? Yeah. I feel like... I could see like that the, for sure. Like the female comedy version, maybe. Mm-hmm. A movie that's maybe a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. All right, Brides- Bridesmaids is a really good pick. Yeah. Uh, I chose Super 8. Awesome. Um, yeah, this was like such a horrible year. That's the only movie I wrote down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that's like Super 8 is the type of movie I do like, though. It's like the adventure movie. Um, yeah. Sort of like youthful, I guess. So. I'm always surprised at how many people haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I- I like that movie, but I also feel like at the same time, like the the whole premise of the film is what if we got Spielberg and J.J. Uh, Abrams in a room together? Yeah. And then it's like dot, dot, dot. Okay, but it's still good. Like, it's great. It's it's still good. I, I'm not saying it's not. I wouldn't say it's great. It's it's still really good. Are you kidding me? I, I like it, but I think after, after they discover the monster, I, I have a hard time wanting to keep up with it. Because it's like yeah. all the things that you would want, like you're expecting and they build into it. And then they're like, and then we didn't really get much further. I still like it. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I need to rewatch it again. Um, it's a movie about movies, Justin. I know. I know. I, I, I'm just That's saying so no, exciting. I, the I'm, follow I'm through you, isn't like, all the way there. I chose it with the, the thought that there was nothing else to choose for 2011. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to dog on it. I'm, I'm just saying like any other year. It was on my top five too, but any other year it wouldn't be anywhere yeah. on, on this list. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Well, I was trying to act surprised when Justin told me he's number one, <laughs> but mine is also Bridesmaids. So when Kelly and I first started dating, she was very much into comedy, and she, she still is. Um, so like a lot of the Apatow movies and stuff, which I wasn't super familiar with beyond um, Anchorman, and so... She was just like, we need to go see Bridesmaids. And I, you know, I love, I love Kristen Wiig. I think she is probably the funniest person on the planet Mm -hmm. and just so talented and, uh, weirdly had a crush on her in high school, (laughs) even though she's like, she's like super goofy. (laughs) The Walmart lady. (laughs) MasterCard approved. (laughs) Yeah. That version, that specific version actually. (laughs) No. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. It's a very special movie for being a silly comedy. It mm. it really is about it's about real things. It's about real people. It's about real struggles, and it's just so relatable. Not have having ever been a bridesmaid myself yet, yet. Yeah, I yet. can't relate to that part of it. So looking here, like at 2011, there were some good movies here. Now here's the our blind spot, I think, and this is the outrage from people listening is drive. I think that's going to be everybody else's number one. See, I've seen it. I saw it with Adam. I didn't like it. I couldn't connect with it. Wait, mm. which one's drive again? It's, uh, that actor Paul really hates. What's his name? Um, no, I don't. Hate yes, him. you do. You hate no, him. He's just so robotic. I can't even think of his name right now. I'm uh, looking at a picture of him. He's great. The, the uh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. The Ryan Gosling. back and remember the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie. Or no, what's his name? He's getting beat like he stole something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Bass. No. No, Ronnie Bass no, Ronnie is the ba- quarterback. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But that was my first thought, too. It doesn't matter. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> He's not a bad actor. He's just such a robotic human being. That, that kind of bothers me. Which made him perfect for a movie we'll talk about later in the show. Dude, 
Honestly, I think he's great. Um, again, he probably made a bunch of my movies. Like, I think he's been on fire the past couple years. Um, everything but uh, First Man that he's done probably in the past five years has been perfect. Like, phenomenal actor. I wish he would get some acting nods during the Oscars. Sure. I mean, I don't. I think yeah, he's I don't great. Know. Like, he's not bad. I'm almost at a point where I'll just go see him. See a movie if he's in it, because I think he's so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we've also got Super 8, Captain America, the first Avenger, which I think is the best Captain America movie. Um, Warrior, X-Men First Class. I love X-Men, but I'm surprised. So, Justin, did Rise of the Planet of the Apes make your list? Rise of the Planet of the Apes, yes. That made my number two. Was that the first of the remake or like the next? Yeah, with James Franco. Okay, that was pretty good. I, I liked it. I mean, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about that film. Um but it it it's nothing compared to the second one. Like I thought, Dawn was like so much better, even though, as much as I loved uh, Rise. So I just had to kind of bump it down to number two. Um, Limitless was good that year. Um, that was kind of like Bradley Cooper, like finally stepping into the dramatic Bradley Cooper. Um, and I thought that was really cool, and that was something special. So that's why that movie made my my top five. I think that's great. What did you? What else? Oh, no, you said you only wrote. Down I literally Super just 8. wrote down Super Eight. I think. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. That's okay. I, I mean, I, I I've seen Warrior, and I remember that one, but <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, it really <laughs> stick with me. That's a nice yeah, way to like, say that it wasn't that good. <laughs> actually, that's not so bad. We did an episode on movies that don't exist, and that one does because you remember it. Yeah, that's true. Did not make that list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, kick us off. With uh, the next round, 2012. Okay, so 2012, um, I actually, this was hard. My, my, my top two choices were really, really difficult, and they both made my 2000, my top of the 10s list. Um, but for now, I'll just mention my number one, and that would be Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, that was like, uh, like uh, that, we talk about like heights of certain directors, like with Kevin Feige, Feige uh, Bridesmaids Guy. Um, Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Sorry, I knew there was a f in there somewhere, um, and that for me that was kind of like probably Quentin Tarantino's high point where he was getting kind of like everything together with like uh, his writing, his directing, his visual takes. Uh, everything was just like that was like his peak, and I think he's still making great films, but I think that was like the the pinnacle mm. of what he could do. Yeah, that that was my choice too. So I guess we can just yeah keep talking yeah, let's about talk it, about but... it. Yeah, I think that's my favorite Tarantino movie. Um, either that or Inglorious Bastards is very close. It's hard to choose. Inglorious Bastards, I probably would put on similar terms, but that was 2009, so right. I was able to cheat and say that this is his best movie of the decade. Yeah. Um, kind of crazy. He only made three movies this past decade. Um, so it's kind of a low output, but still yeah. pretty, Hateful pretty Eight, good. Which Pablo still hasn't seen. Did you watch Eight Full Eight? I saw it in theaters. You did? What did you like that one? Yeah. Uh no. You didn't? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't at all. Um no. I thought it was horrible. I didn't like it. I thought it was too weird. Um kind of coming off of Drink One Change when I was following kind of like maybe some of the hate he was getting for that film. Um uh-huh. especially I'm I'm just thinking specifically of uh, Spike Lee coming to mind and, and talking about how like Quentin Tarantino's not black. I'm, I'm paraphrasing quite badly, but Spike Lee's whole thing was like, you know, Quentin Tarantino's not black. And I don't understand why he's taking on like my anger as a black person for himself when he's not black. I felt like I could feel that during the hateful eight where I, I just kind of was like, what, what this isn't really your story to tell. Yeah. So why, why are you trying to tell it this way? Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought there was so much anger and I, I don't think it was his, anger to to express so i it was too weird you know i i can't unsee the samuel jackson scene sure yeah <laughs> so uh favorite film of 2012 or you think best where, where do you fall on that because there's definitely a, a big difference yeah and it's not uh, wrong to say that something was your favorite over being the best uh i'm gonna say both sure yeah there's 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 one that's very close but I'm going to say that would be my favorite and possibly the best. This honestly is a year where I could put all my top five films as my number one film. That That's how much I love every single film on my list. 
It's a good year. Yeah. It's a it's a great year. I would say it's in my top three years. Like if we only got three years out of this decade, this was this would be one of them. Yeah, Prometheus, Amazing Spider Man. You've just said two movies that are horrible. Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Get out of here, Paul. Okay, what's your movie, Paul? Okay. Uh oh, without a doubt, mine's Skyfall. Yeah. See, Skyfall is so good. That's that uh, every yeah, that single movie on this cool. list are just technically brilliant films. They are, yeah, and it stands on its own, not just as a Bond film, but as a movie mm-hmm. itself. I'm hoping to do a podcast about Skyfall in the future. Um, I think that would be really fun. Yeah, I just it, it blew my mind. Um, I, I I couldn't believe it, and it immediately made me want to see a sequel. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the sequel we got was Spectre. So it was so perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, I think like it's the first Bond film to make over a billion dollars. And like no one was expecting that out of it. Like they were just like like Bond films are good movies, I guess, but they don't perform super well at box office. Um, like they're just known for like their small audience that's super um, into every single thing that the people do. Yeah, they're just like very safe. Mm-hmm. And so this movie like brought it out to a wide audience and like whoa, this like we can actually make a billion dollars with this franchise now. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, anytime Roger Deakins is on a project, I love it. So just it, it looks so beautiful and so perfect. Mm-hmm. Like every every shot is immaculate. And there's so many different set pieces we could talk about, but we want to keep moving. Um, so what was in your guys? And I've seen Skyfall so many times. Like that's a movie I could watch weekly. And I oh I, I know. did for a while. Yeah, <laughs> when it came out <laughs> yeah. on Blu-ray. I just want to mention every single movie from that year that I loved. Uh, again, any of these could go depending on the day of the week, could be probably my number one film. Uh, Django Unchained, Silver Linings Playbook, Looper, Skyfall, and The Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah. Like, wow. Like, all those movies are incredible. Um, I w- getting back to your question you gave Luke earlier when you asked whether or not Django Unchained is his favorite or the best, I would still say Django Unchained is my favorite, but I think Silver Linings Playbook is the best. Um, and I, I think Paul hates that movie, but I... No, 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 no. I think it's a... No, 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 no. That, that was on my list. Silver Linings... Oh, I do awesome. not hate that movie. You think I hate that movie because I do not love it in the same way that you love it. I think it's a phenomenal movie. I don't think it was worthy of Best Picture. I don't see how you could say that. Like, do express all the anxiety that um, Bradley Cooper. Yes, oh, amazing. Bradley Cooper tears and amazing, like, ph- the, the, phenomenal performances. Yeah. Yes, and, but but half half his performance is through the editing and the the camera work. Because like in his anxiety driven states that the, the, the cuts are faster, the camera's more sporadic and you're feeling what he's feeling, not based off his performance, but how you're viewing the scene. And I, I, I think that you can't get around that. It's perfect. Like it's brilliant filmmaking. No, it is brilliant filmmaking. I don't argue that. I just don't think it should have been nominated for best picture. <laughs> I, again, I disagree. It's brilliant. And I love that movie, but yeah, whatever. Fine. Argo. Was that on your list? Argo was, again, a great year. I could not, like, like my top five films were the number one film, and Argo could definitely be on that list um, on six to through ten. I love Argo. There are so many movies from that year that I would love to talk about. You know, Frankenweenie, um, End of Watch was good, Chronicle, which I, I, don't, I didn't love. Chronicle, I, oh! I didn't love End of Watch, but I thought I should bring it up because mm-hmm. I feel like that's another, like, big blind spot uh but chronicle yeah um you saw chronicle right luke i did not oh not seen chronicle that is a movie we need to watch i watched a movie that year also called beasts of the southern wild oh i've been wanting to see that one that's on my watch list it's a very difficult watch but it's very good did you guys see ever see perks of being wallflower yes yeah that was a good one i like that one too yeah i like that one all right, so 2013 is an interesting year because I'm I'm very interested to see what you have to say, Justin. Because I I if I had to guess, what would be your number one? I think you know exactly what my number one is. I think your number one is Twelve Years a Slave. No, it's Gravity. No, Twelve Years a Slave is my number one film. Gravity actually did not make my top five. Twelve Years a Slave is my favorite movie of that year. I honestly, sh- I don't feel like I should like it as much as I do because I feel like it is a very somber, solemn film that you're kind of not supposed to enjoy at all. But I do. I think it's a perfect movie, and it should all be your number one as well. Like, would you put it, like, in the same category as a Schindler's List? Yes. I, I actually have a list of, like, hard films to watch, and, like, Schindler's List, um, Passion of the Christ, um, 
this film, like movies, movies kind of in this vein are all in there. Yeah. I'm with you, Justin. 12 years of slave was my top choice. As Seriously. Well, so, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And it's kind of funny. Cause I, I, I guess I chose to watch it, but I think I got like extra credit in college for watching it for like a history class or something. Oh, okay. So, um, I remember watching it with one of my roommates, like on my futon or something. So <laughs> I had to watch it by myself because no one would go to the theater with me because everyone was like, oh, this is a weird movie. And so I went in by myself to the theater and I was like, oh, this is like a great experience. I'm going to do this more often. I have been enjoying going to movies by myself. And on Christmas Day, Buddy and Connie are going to have the kids and Kelly's working. I might go to the theater. Who knows? <laughs> Dude, you should. It's so great. Um, if 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 1917's coming out, dude, that's like the perfect movie. Yeah, I know. I really want to see that. I cannot wait. Um, are you, you going to let us pick your number one? Yeah, pick my number one of 2013. I'm going to say Prisoners is your number one. Oh, I was going to say Gatsby. <clears throat> well, um, I'm going to let both of you decide because I cannot decide between Gatsby and Prisoners. <laughs> are you kidding me? We got you right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I actually feel like... I feel like Prisoners is the better film of the two, but I, I feel like um, you should probably go with Gatsby because that kind of fits more your vibe a little more. Like I think you like that director better, a little bit better than you like uh, Denis Villeneuve. And the soundtrack. And the soundtrack is killer. No, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like Denis Villeneuve. Like once we see Dune, he's going to be my favorite director. I guarantee it. Yeah. Dune, best movie of 2020. Only, the, only in uh, contention. Is that the word? Only yeah. in contention yes. with yeah. Tenet. Tenet. Yeah, which the trailer's out for that. I haven't seen it yet. I, I haven't either. I watched it, surprisingly. Okay, should we watch it after this? Should we watch it at all, or should we watch it after this? Yeah, after this. Sure. All right, great. <laughs> We're course. going to. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, Um. so usually when I can't decide between two, I'll just go for one, but I think I would pick Prisoners. Um. So then the, the third one I was just going to go with just because was going to be Star Trek Into Darkness. Star Trek Into Darkness is great, but I think the other two films are better. I can't comment on Star Trek because I haven't seen any Star Trek. You haven't seen life. any of them. What? Oh man, the new Star Trek films were good. Were really good, and it's all the Star Trek that I've really been interested in. But it's high quality. It's yeah. so good. It, it's so good. I think it's a a great J.J. Abrams film because I think a lot of people dislike J.J. Abrams. I don't dislike him. I understand their qualms with him. And a lot of people have qualms with Into Darkness because it's like a remake of Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. But I just think that the performances were so cool. The the action set pieces were um, just unparalleled that year, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's definitely the best action movie of the year. It, well, I mean, I haven't seen Gravity yet, but I'm just, I'm certain. You haven't seen Gravity? Gravity? It's pretty close. but Paul, you haven't um, seen Gravity? I eventually will. I just feel like Gravity is not a movie you can watch on a TV. <laughs> like, it's something that you have to watch in it's IMAX or something. It. It's, yeah, it's IMAX. A, it's an experience, I, Justin. I saw it in theaters twice. I get it. I, you, you're telling the person who actually saw it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. All you're right. telling me? Yeah. <laughs> who are you to tell me? All right. Well, why don't you keep, let's keep talking about 2013. What other movies? Rush. Rush was actually my number two. Um, oh, I enjoy Rush. Worst Oscar snub of all time. Gatsby, Star Trek, and Prisoners. Pretty much all the movies we talked about plus Rush. Okay, so talk to me about worst Oscar snub of all time. Rush was probably one of the worst, I would say. Like, that was great. I think that was like a... It was a great uh, installment to uh, Ron Howard's career because I feel like he hasn't really had a hit in a while. He hasn't had a hit in forever. So, like, yeah, that might be an understatement. But Rush is solid, man. Like, that's a movie that I probably could watch anytime because I know nothing of Formula One racing. Yeah, no, I think that was one of the reasons why um, Ford versus Ferrari was so fun this year was because, like, you haven't had a good, like, car movie in a while. I think they both fit kind of well together in that. Um, that I was de- deciding whether or not to go see that one. So you would recommend it? I loved it. Um, I loved it, loved it, loved it. It's kind of hard to say what my top five of this year is just because there's still movies coming out, but I still, I would have put it currently in my top five. Um, it's, it's, it's so good. It's loud. It's the loudest movie I've ever been to. Oh, wow. Sounds awesome. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, my ears 
hurt by the end of the film because it was so loud. I'm getting on the AMC app right now to see what what the show times are on stay because maybe yeah. I'll go see it. Who knows? It's it's so good. Like I I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's it's a movie that like we're not even in this year, but just real quick, like all the people who were in that film needed a win and they finally got one because James Mangold. Um, well, I guess his last movie was great. Um, but for both uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon, who haven't really done anything in a good minute, uh, I felt like it was a great comeback film for both of them. I, I did write down another movie. You guys probably, I don't even know if you'd seen it, but I wrote this down more for the story of how I saw it. But the movie This Is the End, it's like a comedy, like apocalypse movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've not that, seen that, it. So, that's another Joe Wright film, right? No, no, different film. Yeah, that, uh, that's uh, I, The World's End. Yeah, that's The World's, world's End. Yeah. Oh, yes, I saw that movie. So This Is the End is James Franco and like all those guys. Yeah. But it's, it's I Canadian saw this, posse. Uh, in Wash, or Washington, I think we were for Tina Butler's wedding. <laughs> and so like after the wedding me and t- like people were just hanging out and like talking and me and tony are just like so what are we gonna do <laughs> we, we don't want to hang out with any of these people really so tony takes laura's uh wallet and we drive into town <laughs> and like go eat at like applebee's or like get like a nice dinner that we thought at the time and then went and watched the- this is the end in the oh theater my oh man so you kind of you guys kind of went on a date is what you're saying basically yeah like <laughs> at laura's expense <laughs> that is brilliant i love it but that. it was a funny movie too yeah i haven't i haven't seen it so i sh- i should the only thing i remember is doesn't someone get raped by a demon possibly that sounds, that like, sounds very, like something that could happen in that movie a very possible thing I feel like that happened, and I feel like it happened to um, that one dude. I can't remember his name. Lost a lot of weight recently. Jonah Hill? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. That's yeah, the I thing think... that would happen to Jonah Hill. Yeah, I just I, remember I... in the first, like, five minutes, uh, Michael Sarah grabs Rihanna's butt, and she, like, knocks him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's Michael Sarah now? <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's Robin from Batman, Lego Batman. I know. <laughs> Is but he? Like, That's funny. But what else? <laughs> That's it. He doesn't need anything else. Well, he's let's... already he are, he's in Scott Pilgrim, so he already made best of the decade. Yep. Uh, so why don't you tell us about 2014? This is also one I could probably guess, but I'm not going to. Okay. This year was also just fantastic. Um, I think my number one film is. Well, I know my number one film is Grand Budapest Hotel. Um. Like, which was good. Wow. No. Wow. Like, I loved every minute of that movie. Well, no, never mind. There's some weird spots in there that I was, like, not into. But overall, it's it's so good. <laughs> it's a good movie. And I know you're a big Wes Anderson fan, and I'm actually really glad that you didn't pick Moonrise Kingdom as your, like, favorite movie of 2012. I didn't even like that movie. That's probably the only Wes Anderson film I didn't like. Good, because I hate that movie. Yeah. But so, how was it difficult for you to choose between, um, between Inter- Buddha, Interstellar and Interstellar, and Whiplash, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Actually, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was not on my list. There's too many good movies again this how year. How is that possible? I don't know because okay, let me just walk you through Grand Budapest, Interstellar, Nightcrawler, Whiplash, and Gone Girl. Like, which of those movies do you knock off? I know. We, we're supposed to be talking about this at the end of the round. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Continue, Luke. I'm I'm sorry. I chose Interstellar. This was a pretty easy one for me. Um, Is that, buddy? <laughs> but 20, I feel like 2014 was <laughs> had some really good movies, but also some really terrible ones. Oh yeah. Like, and also probably my most hated movie of the decade, which was. I hate American Sniper. Really? Okay, I didn't like it either. Like, I had to watch like, it. Like, it made me physically sick watching it. I hated it so bad. Oh, my gosh. Well, why did it make you sick I would be my first question. I just think that, like, it was just very an uncomfortable movie. Yeah. And just, like, I don't know. I don't, like, I'm not unpatriotic, but I'm not, like. Yeah, same. I don't know how to say <laughs> it, but, like. Totally. That's just not my type of movie. It's, like, oh, what a hero. I'm just, like. I can't stand modern war films. Yeah. 
I hate them. They're so just whatever to me. I had to watch that movie with a room full of guys who were just like, America! Yeah. Like, by the end of the film. Where and just then like, when he's holding, like, the f- clearly fake baby, you're just like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why would Clint Eastwood, like, who doesn't make CGI films, really, like, do that? We watched American Sniper... This was a couple months before Lincoln was born, so it was like it was he- for us. It was heavy, but yeah, I have to agree with you guys. It didn't like make me pumped up, no, or at all. <laughs> I was like, look at these terrible things that we made this guy do. Yeah, <laughs> in, the, in the name of being number one. Yeah, and I was like, oh, most confirmed kills. It's awesome. I want to be the next confirmed killer. Like, yeah, it's like no, that's not a good thing. That's like a curse you've put on him. That's not yeah, like mm-hmm. something think, to like, brag all, about. All the takeaways from the movie were like. Not good things. Correct. Right. In my opinion. I agree 100%. So if we have any more conservative listeners, <laughs> I'm not apologizing. We, we still like you. <laughs> we still love you. Yeah. We're, and we're thankful for... Thankful for service, but I'm also embarrassed about the stuff we've made some people do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what, the, what movie did you like from 2014? <laughs> Interstellar was my number one. I thought that was like far and away the best that i saw um i wrote that was that was the first garden of the galaxy was that year and i really enjoyed that movie but it's kind of funny because i though i've only seen it one time and it was in mexico nice so i saw it in spanish with the subtitles (laughs) on in english so that's that's awesome yeah but i i was like oh this is pretty good that's awesome so maybe i'll watch it in english sometime i don't know you probably should. I really hope you watch in English and hate it. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a second. This is, like, not this is way terrible. It it was hard not to pick Interstellar, honestly. Because uh, Justin, you and I talked about Interstellar at length on a podcast just about how like everyone that doesn't like it can go suck lemons at the talent show. Yeah. But um, my number one is Gone Girl. Wow, okay. Because now there's a, an uncomfortable movie yeah, that makes you uncomfortable. Because like, all of Fincher's films make you feel uncomfortable. But I never feel like disgusting after I watch them. I just feel like, oh, this is what I am capable of as a human. Because humans do terrible things. Yeah. Um, it's a movie that um, I think Kelly read the book. You read the book, Justin? Uh, I listened to the book on Audible, which also reminds me, um, this episode's brought to you by... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that'd be cool if you guys had a sponsor like that, though. Yeah. we. What's that eggnog called? Maybe they'll sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Dutch, or Pennsylvania Dutch, I think. I mean, I have the bottle right here. Pennsylvania Dutch. Nice. But I listened to it on Audible, and it was really cool, because it had two narrators. It had... Uh, because the, the book is told from two different perspectives like the movie is. And so it had two different narrators, and it was really cool to hear back and forth between their two voices. I think that's really cool. I think it, it just blew me away because um, something that we'll talk about on the show is 90s thrillers. And I think we have talked about it. We talked about The Firm. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's making 90s thrillers anymore. Like, like, the way that, like, the, I don't know, erotic thrillers or just, like, psychological sex thrillers. Whatever you want to call it. Like, nobody's doing that anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so there's something so special about Gone Girl that's like, oh, my goodness. Someone took this. and uh, David Fincher, who had a history of making these kinds of films with Seven mm-hmm. and um, Fight Club, all these things, you know, makes this movie – and it's it's almost a blast from the past, but it's so relevant. Uh, yeah, and is it fun to watch? I think like the second time you watch it, it's fun. The first time you're so scared, <laughs> it's just so horrified. Mm-hmm. But you're right, man. Hard uh, hard year to pick. I Frankenstein, The Maze Runner, Ride Along, <laughs> Divergent. <laughs> it's hard to pick out of all of those. I yeah. saw Divergent. I don't know if I ever told you the story. Can I tell a quick story about Divergent? Yeah, and then you should probably go. Yeah. I can probably do, I, I can do one more year. How about after this story, I can do one more year? Well, I think we, we already have five. Okay, so okay cool. We're going to save it for the next one. But tell me All the right. story. Okay, so this is a great story. So, I'm hanging out with my friends, and one of them says, let's go see a movie. I'm like, great, what movie? And he's like, Divergent. Let's go watch Divergent. 
And so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, why are we seeing Divergent? He's like, oh, no reason. I just want to see Divergent. And I'm like, you definitely don't want to see Divergent, but we'll go. So we get there, and a couple of our friends who are women are there as well. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, And they're like, hey, guys, let's just come sit with us. And we're like, okay. So I'm standing in front. So I sit next to a f- friend who is a woman. And I just sit there the whole movie because I'm not thinking anything of it. After the movie, one of my friends chews me out because apparently it was supposed to be like a date they were going on together. But (laughs) because they didn't want to like say they were dating, they invited a bunch of other people. And so he was really mad at me after because like apparently it was supposed to be a date between them. Like, what are we, five? Like, why do you know your friends? Like, this isn't middle school. I could have given you a ride to the mall. Easily. And so I was like, oh, he's like, you ruined our not date date and i'm like oh, i'm really sorry but you ruined my night because i had to see divergent <laughs> yeah i think we turned it off like 20 minutes in well i didn't have the option to because i wasn't driving and it wasn't at my house so is that the first of the se- there's like a series right yeah like the first one yes that is the i don't first even one. think they all got made right because it was okay. so bad so apparently all of them got made there's like four movies but the fourth one's unreleased or something like that. Or it was released on the Sci-Fi Network. That's what I think it was. I think the fourth oh, film oh was released gosh. on the Sci-Fi Network. It wasn't even it didn't even get a theatrical release. Wow. Because the budget just got smaller and smaller and smaller. We should get a bunch of angry bros on Twitter to say, <laughs> release the Divergent release. movie in theatrical. Release oh, the my. director's cut. <laughs> Instead of release the Snyder's cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking it up real quick. I really don't want to talk about this anymore. I want you to see something about this. this is a hor- I don't remember any of it other than the fact that it was like really loosely based off like Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't even remember that part. Well, because it's like there's four tribes. So it's kind of like somewhere in between The Last Airbender and um, Equilibrium because it's like you get like put in this weird futuristic society and they're like, what are you? Are you a water or are you air? And then it's like, no, I'm going to join the outcasts and we're going to go jump around in like abandoned warehouses. Yeah, I remember that there was some kind of like weird parkour thing. Yeah, it's stupid. You guys remember when parkour was cool? It's still cool. We're just old and we can't do it anymore. (laughs) We just can't do it anymore. (laughs) We we stopped our training. No, one day. One day we'll get back to it. Okay, here's another good one from that year. Imitation Game. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. So good. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, surprised you didn't. I, I was stuck on it. I just remember after the film, I was like blown away by how good it was. And all my friends were like, you took us to a gay film, Justin. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like it's history. Like the whole movie's about like not judging this guy because he got chemically castrated because he was gay. And all everyone's mad at me because they're like, this movie was so good till he was gay. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. You guys have problems. Sorry, you guys are terrible humans. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was a good movie. I should, that's one I that definitely deserves a rewatch. Yeah. Um, you know what doesn't deserve a rewatch? Birdman, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five oh Armies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a children's novel and extend it out to three three-hour length hour films, whatever it's called, where nothing like, happens. Gosh. Oh, and then let's just add characters because like. We have nothing else to do. Yeah, that's the part that got me. Is like you're just making something up here. My shtick is like I, I do. Uh, I do trilogies. I don't. I don't mess around with single films anymore. Or he just makes his single movies like four hours long. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't Peter Jackson's fault. Yeah, that's right. He, it wasn't. He did all he could. That's the best he could do. Did you guys like watch that special feature where there's like just different shots of him like stressed out around like sets? Yes. <laughs> it's. It is so hilariously sad and the funniest part is like they actually produced it for like the bonus features like there's just all these different seasons of him going i don't want to do this like oh guillermo no guillermo like come back guillermo like and just like uh, openly admitting to the fact that he was writing pages that they were filming later that day or like like he's admitted to saying like they had some scenes where they didn't even like write a script where they just film stuff are you against serious? Yes, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, there's like he's like we just had a green screen and we had these props and so we filmed the, like a fight. Yeah, I was just gonna say I heard there was one with like Ian McKellen where he's just like crying because he's like 
It's basically him <laughs> surrounded by all these like stick figure like props. <laughs> they were like CGI'd in later, like all these dwarves or something. Oh my god! So he's just like, this is not why I became an actor. <laughs> I need to find that. Like, it's crazy. Each of those movies like garnished over a billion dollars. That's ridiculous. Okay, well we'll be back with uh, 2015 through 2019 next time um justin why don't you not only tell us where we can find you at online but why tell us about your letterboxd as well okay so i'm like at twitter is justin bonia 12 or the good earth 406 uh instagram's justin bonia 12 uh and then that's basically it for my social media it's really boring i recently got five fifty five likes like I was so proud of myself. I got 55 likes on Instagram. Like that's pretty uh, tremendous. Because I, I did that Star Wars post where I um I went to Death Valley and I posted a picture and then I posted my um, recreation of that photo from the movie. Um, I think that's the most I ever got on anything. So if you guys want to give me a follow on there and just like my really my my sad Instagram, that'd be nice. But uh, where you should really follow me is my letterbox. I haven't posted on it in a while, um, but when I do, it's really good. Um, I just post like absurdly long film reviews that um, are really quality that no one reads. So <laughs> you guys should read them. Uh, the greatest defense of episode eight is on there. Um, D- does mom read them? Ooh. I'm not gonna tell mom about that because then she's gonna want to talk about it. And like, oh my god, you're such a good writer, Justin. <laughs> like, wow, you're you're such a good writer. And she's like, I didn't understand anything you said, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she'll listen to this? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so, bro. All right, Luke, where can we find you online? Uh, at on Instagram at Ferda underscore Win. All right, I yeah. uh, you can find myself Pablo at Hello Mister McFly on Twitter and Instagram, and I just recently started an Instagram for my woodworking. So, oh, cool. Check it out at Bo- Bonia Wood Design. Also, like. Of those 55 likes, I think five of them are from the different pages Paul owns on Instagram. So thank you for pushing me <laughs> over that limit. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> any any time. That's why I do it. It's so that I can get enough likes. <laughs> <laughs> like, because you have your band or our band page, your guys' lineup, yours, and then that one. Like, yeah, so four likes came from you. <laughs> city Church, City Church Youth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know how it is. Yeah. Oh shoot. So like, all my likes are actually from my brother. They're not even like real. You're doing great, honey. <laughs> all right. Well, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Lineup Podcast, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Well, Apple Podcast because iTunes doesn't exist. I always get that wrong, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy episode nine. I will. Ray is Luke's father. Okay. Bye. Ray is Luke's father? (laughs) Just go into it with an open mind, okay?